Are we number one on iTunes yet? Uh, not yet. Close. We're gonna start doing more gimmicks. We're, we're on iTunes. True. We're Step on one. ITunes. Baby steps. I'm currently uh, pairing my wine with some leftover Easter candy, so that's about where my night's at. Good. And we're still waiting for spring here in Minnesota. It's almost here. Well, that's what they keep saying. We'll let you know if it ever arrives. We, um... We're flipping the script this week. We're gonna do the entire episode... In a rap battle format, correct? Oh my god, we're not. Ready, set, go. No. Lin-Manuel would like it. He would. He would be on board. Um, hmm. No, it's okay. not going to happen. I was going to say we just finished watching the new Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode. You are my fire. <laughs> the intro was basically so taken directly out of my brain. You think about pe- people murdering people and then singing Backstreet Boys? No, like funny Backstreet Boys skits. Involving murder. I would write that. If I was a writer on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I would have written that yeah. that cold open. We're getting you to Hollywood soon. I, didn't, I was not in Hollywood today. I was training with birds at work today, which is like my least favorite thing. Second time this Can week. Can we bring the parrot onto the podcast? It would be super annoying because he would just say, hello, bye-bye, see you later. I think, over I and think over. we could get some more listeners that way. I was trying to teach him how to whistle today. Hmm. You can't even whistle, though. No, that's why it was a struggle. I what was a pulling. dumb thing to do. <laughs> I was... Nick's going to teach him how to snap. You can't snap, and neither can parrots. Yeah, how could he snap? Exactly. Humans should be I able mean, to, though. I mean, sound, so if other people whistle, he whistles, but I can't whistle. So I was pulling up YouTube videos trying to get him to whistle. Oh, good lord. I had to bond with him. Wow. That's how thrilling my life is right now. Okay, so... This is like a mini episode. We're doing small little bits of a few different things. Sure. And I should give the people a warning right now that I'm going to get real angry about a couple of things this week. I think we could just record that and play that warning in front of every episode. Uh, yeah, but sometimes I'm like happy ranting about things. Like when we talk about like Yuri on Ice or like books that I like. Yeah. This week it's going to be a lot of anger. Do you have any news headlines? Yeah, I have some newses. That you clicked or didn't click? Some newses. Good news. Bad news. Here we go. You're going first. Good news or bad news first? Whatever you want. Lady's choice. Okay. Good news. They have finally come out with um, transition lens contacts. Really? Yeah. I don't, can... like, out, I don't think they're out. At, like, I don't think I can buy them right now. But, but they're in the pipeline. Yeah. So contacts that will like change to turn darker to shade your eyes outside without making you look like a crazy person. Okay. That was going to be my concern was... Was that part of it? Yeah. So somehow they do that without it looking like your eyes are black. Okay. I'm intrigued by it because I'm always mm-hmm. like squinting outside or having to put my sunglasses on. Mm-hmm. And it could be really cool. What an age we live in. <laughs> Luxuries. You okay. Have good news? Um, no, not really. <laughs> oh, I do. Boston Marathon. It was kind of sad how terrible the weather was. So bad. But I kind of loved how, like, none of the people who were supposed to do well did well, and most of them just dropped out. Because it, was, it wasn't kind of ideal conditions. I kind of reveled in that, yeah. Like all the Kenyans? Yes. Yeah, no Kenyans finished in the top eight. The defending champion finished ninth. 
Um, so it was a true Boston Marathon. It was shitty weather. Yeah, just that's like kind of how, how I felt. Like the Patriots games, like the best ones are the snowy ones because mm-hmm. you're just like embracing the New England sh- shitty weather. Yeah, played your strengths. Um, and so the big story was about the runner-up, who's this nurse from Arizona, who like most of the top ten people obviously have like sponsorships and stuff, and she just paid her own way, bought her own shoes, and just won seventy five thousand dollars for coming in second. That's how much you win. For coming in second. How much you want if you come in first? I didn't know you won any money on these of things. Of course. And then the other interesting story is the fifth place finish, finisher, who is also a nurse. Um, and she actually started with the pack of general plebeians. So she wasn't even a um in ranked. the like yeah, in like the she lead was pack. Unranked. And as of a couple of days ago, there was a controversy because it was unclear whether she would get her her winnings. Or if it would go to the fifth fastest person from the main group. But she started behind the people and she caught everyone. Like, she should get extra money. Yeah, why wouldn't she get her winnings? Because They're she... saying that people in that pack, like, aren't officially Eligible? entered or something. Yeah. That's bullshit. Didn't they still have to qualify? I thought everyone in the Boston Marathon had to qualify. No, we... There was... I knew someone who ran it drunk and in a suit. He did not qualify for anything. Everybody had to qualify. Absolutely not. No. Like, do you have to qualify to be a ranked person? Definitely. To be in, like, the group where you don't have to run past a bunch of slow-ass people. I did not know that. Yeah. No, you you qualify to not have to shuffle past slow people. So she's not going to win anything? She must have, but... That would be such bullshit. Yeah. How did she get that far, though? Because she was able to run through the wind. Like, that was, like, a true challenge. Like, a true race. Like, remember how annoyed we got at that Nike documentary about how they tried to run the two-hour marathon or whatever? This was the opposite of that you're saying. Yeah, and, like, they were like, we found the perfect weather conditions, the perfect wind tunnels. Perfect speed with the perfect perfect shoes. And it's like, no, that's not... You know, when you're running for your life from animals, you did not get to pick all those circumstances. This is the paleo marathon. Exactly. Just how the cavemen's won their, ran their marathon. Definitely. Okay. Um, also, Rafa is back, so that can be your good news. <sighs> so rude. What's the next um, competition for tennis? Uh, they're in Monte Carlo right now, so it's during the clay season, which Roger uh, I was is... I going to say, is Roger going to do the clay season? He's, he's resting. No, he gave up a already. Little he gave coward up. about the he clay gave season. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Rafa time is what you're telling me. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other news from you? Bad news. Okay. Um, I have two bad news. Mm-hmm. One of them's a pop culture bad news. One of them's a serious world affairs bad news. Okay. Which one do you want first? Uh, serious. Serious? 53% of white people approve of Trump. Hmm. More than half of the white people... I'm not supposed people, to say the T-word on the podcast. Sorry. More than half of the white people in this country... Are like, yeah, T-Word's all right. He's a good president. <sighs> and I and I have to identify as white. I can't I can't pick something yes. else. No. Hmm. Okay. So how do we make other white people less shitty? Um, I don't know. Like how would... Give our podcast away for free. Oh, we already did. <laughs> I don't know. It's just frustrating because it's easy to think in our little, like, bubbles that... Like, everyone hates him, you know? hmm But really, the majority of people in our uh, racial bracket 
and yeah, it's terrible. So I'm just affected because I I filled up my water glass and I think you used it as a juice glass. So I'm a little. <laughs> it's my juice glass this morning. Oh Sorry. boy. <laughs> so that really puts things into perspective. Gosh, talk about bad news. Wow, <laughs> faint rusted orange juice mixed with filtered water. Oh god. Sorry, I was okay. in a hurry this morning. I'm going to go get a fresh glass. You you carry it. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. My other less serious bad news that you're not going to care about. Yeah. You know the live-action Mulan movie. It's not going to happen. <sighs> you're saying it's not going to happen. Well, it is going to happen, but it's basically not Mulan anymore. Because so, there's no music. Because there's no music, but they've come out with more information saying that Mulan is going to have, like, magical powers or something that's going to, like, make her a better warrior than everyone else. Which, like, the whole point in the original Mulan movie is that, like, she just works her fucking ass off to be able to keep up with the boys. Like, she's not magical. She doesn't have, like, just, like special powers. Well, she's got a magic dragon, but that's separate. Correct, but she doesn't have magic abilities. No. So what's the drive behind this? What, is the story not good enough? I don't know. And don't then... Shang, the love mm-hmm. interest slash yeah. ca- captain, whatever, who yeah. like everyone Let's on the internet praises as like bisexual icon because he's like confused about how much he cares about Ping when oh, when Ping's a boy, right. and then is like acts basically the same towards her when it's revealed that she's a girl. Right. Like he doesn't like change his behavior necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um. So he he likes her when she's Ping. And he likes her when she's Mulan. Right. Because he likes her as a person. And so what's the issue? more equivalently, maybe he's pansexual or demisexual. Anyway. Um, well, he's gone. He's not in the movie. What do you mean? There's someone else in the movie um, that's going to be the love interest. And he bullies her and, like, tries to, like, um, defeat her in all these different ways when she's a boy. And then when it's revealed that she's a girl, he then decides he's in love with her. The whole point, and the reason why everyone likes Shang, is that he likes her both ways. He likes her for being a person. He's not a bully to her. And then when she's when she's like, oh, actually, I'm a beautiful girl, he's like, oh, just kidding, I'm in love with you. Like, the whole time, he treats her the same. I don't think I'm going to let you see this movie. I don't know. I don't think you should. I saw Mulan 2 when it was a mistake. This one's going to be the same. Ooh. I know. Okay. So I was very excited about it, and now I'm just like slowly getting more disappointed about it. <sighs> Sorry to hear that. You seem more upset about that than about 53% approval. Yeah. Well, I was mostly upset about the orange shoes. <laughs> um, you got some bad news? I just have a um, hello news, is how I would describe really? it. Really? Really. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, Amy and Seth. That's what so... So MoviePass, that service where you pay like $5 a month and you can go to any movie yeah, theater doing anywhere for that cost per month. Yeah, they're losing a lot of money. Who would have guessed? Where? The, how do they think they're making money? Um, unclear. Based on this article, like they said, you know, we don't, we don't make any money per customer, but we're going to have a lot of customers. Like... If you lose money per person and you do it a lot of times, that only means you're going to lose more money. Like, it only works if you have a lot of customers if you're then either going to sell their information right. or you're going to have advertisements somehow. Yeah, and they've said neither and apparently done neither. All they know is what movies you go to and in theory where you went to see them. 
Do they know how businesses work? So it's not going to be around very long is the... Uh, so why don't we sign thing. up? It feels... I, I feel just as icky when we pay for Spotify too. Why? Because, because it's like not the, the how it's supposed to not, work. Like they're not getting any money? Like the creators? Is that your issue with it? It just feels slimy to me. You feel slimy every time we use Spotify? You're the one who mm. loves streaming services. You're all about RDO. Yeah, but I've always felt guilty about it. Really? Yeah. But my... See, you and I use it differently, though. I... Mm. For the artists that I still like... Yeah. I buy their CDs or I download at least one of their songs. Spotify I use for artists that I would not pay for their Yeah, music. and that's why for music I can justify it because it's like a discovery engine. But... You're not going to say it's the same thing for movies. You're going to go to 15 movies and then you're going to go again to the ones you like and pay full price? We kind of do that. Not if we had this pass, though. You would just go again to the ones you liked for no money. Yeah, I guess. It all get, comes back to book books, really, for me. If would you... I, like, I know book services have never taken off, thankfully, but I don't know. I would never want people to you know, be able to read my books for absolutely zero cost. Noise trade. And libraries, too. And libraries. Yeah, libraries. I'm regretting there's things no, I said. There's no book sharing because libraries already exist. Oh, I don't know. I need to meditate on this. Okay. But, like, with a movie, I think that... I guess the point is that they want the theaters to want to want them to do it because people spend so much money on popcorn and stuff. Like that's why theaters do like five dollar nights. Yeah. Because like I think the biggest competition for movie theaters nowadays is not pirating, it's Netflix. It's waiting for Netflix. Like mm -hmm. how do you get someone to go out and spend money to go to a movie when they can just wait a couple months and have it come for free on their streaming service? Right. So getting people to the theaters is a step on its own. Yeah, I guess I don't, so. I don't feel bad for the theaters. I don't care if they Not sell even that one guy that always makes the bad jokes about his theaters? No. Marcus? No. Hmm. Okay. Well, that got heated real the fast. The debate lingers. Um, are we going to talk about the writing thing for it? I think we should talk about the... What? The, um, our book equivalent this week first. Okay. Let's do it. Let's get out of the way. So... Uh, let me do a book digits ad first. Let's do that. So our advertisement for this week and every week until someone else wants to pay us is bookdigits.com, B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S.com. It is a book reviewing website primarily. You can go on and make a free account. You can keep track of the books that you want to read, the books that you have read, see how high you can get in the achievements and the rankings per month. You can get book recommendations and suggestions for books to read. And see all your stats, see how your many stats. pages you. you've read this year. What your average time it takes you to finish a book. Yep. Um, your average grades for books. Yep. So make a free account. Do it. Pay full price for your books. <laughs> Help your poor authors. Um, so our writing So for okay, four months for I've said Heather. You should read Cat Person and, and talk said, about it on the podcast. And I said, I heard terrible things about it. I don't want to read it. Why would I read that? Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about Cat Person. We're about four months too late, and the I was short correct. story. It's terrible. Yeah, but every time I brought it up, you said, I heard it's all about fat shaming. I'm not going to read it. It is 
It has no connection to fat shaming a whatsoever. Bit of connection with fat a shaming. very loose fat shaming connection. Okay. You can you can woman explain me if you'd like. No. Um and you can't it's not That's not a thing. Men's rights. <laughs> Men's um, rights are nothing. So like cat person. Them. You have the author's name? No. Because okay. I don't even want to mention it. <laughs> Published in the New Yorker this As fiction. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, correct. New Yorker has a lot of true, truth. true, true. That was rude. The New Yorker has rude. a lot of. I just read the Junot Diaz one that you made me do, and that is that is an essay. Is an essay. Yeah. The New Yorker has a lot of essays. This was its its fiction story of the week. Um, and so yeah, Cat Person is like the first short story to like enter the mainstream dis- discussion in like my entire lifetime, as far as I know. And it was undeserved. Wholly undeserved. Could not have been more undeserved. It so, was terrible from start to finish. The writing is bad. The content is bad. The voice is bad. The whole thing is bad. You don't feel like it captured something about our current modernity? Uh, it was a fictionalized version of that Aziz Ansari Me Too article. Um. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yes, it was. So, cat person... The title's a little bit deceiving as well. There's no cats even in it. Mm, are there? Uh, so it's told the from the perspective of a college sophomore. Is the cat the friend we made all along? College sophomore who... Who um, is the worst type of Mary Sue fan fiction-like character. Oh my god. Sorry, continue. Okay. Um, I don't really have strong feelings about this story, so I'm just kind of... I'm just here to... Tell like it is. Yeah, facilitate. Um, so she works at a movie theater, meets this older gentleman, flirts with him, mainly flirts with him over text, which is the only part of the story that really interested me was the, the kind of discussion around how relationships can kind of grow and extend in this virtual space and not it doesn't necessarily correspond to reality. That was the only part I was intrigued by because... Yeah. As you know, I do have online friends, and Mm -hmm. and especially the fact that we live far away from a lot of our friends now. Like you do maintain a kind of cyber relationship with a lot of people. And people can be are obviously different. Everyone is different. Everyone, everyone that I've ever met has some sort of online persona Persona, that doesn't quite match up with their in in real life persona, including me. I have been. I think I try to be nicer than I am in real life online because it. You don't always know how it's being taken yeah. online. Like, I, I know people that I've met online first or that I have um, primarily talked to online are, like, surprised sometimes that I swear a lot in person or that I uh, am very snarky Just listen to the podcast, in people. Person. I know, because that's not how I come off online. Like, everyone has a little bit of a different persona online. Sure. But mm-hmm. that was not developed at all. You didn't... You were told that they were, like, doing witty banter on text. True. You did not see, like, we talked about Love, Simon a couple times, like, where it develops. Like, I, I, I like epistolary-type books and yeah. stories where you see them get to know each other via letters or... Right. There's a few messages written out here, but you're right. Most of it is told kind of passively. The tense of it, like, just from a writing perspective, yeah. the tense of it is terrible. I don't yeah. know, was it present tense or past tense? Whatever tense is hmm. used, like the narrative voice was just really didn't work for me. Okay. So I was sort of on board at the halfway point where, yeah. Really? It's, well, it's like I'm a little intrigued, like we were saying about, you know, really? is this a real relationship or... 
what the heck's going on? And then it just pivots into, let's get into a story about bad sex. I was would have been shocked if I didn't already know that it was written by a woman. Like, are we sure you were surprised? it's written by a woman? Yes. Because it seems like it was written by a guy, but what he thinks women think of, uh-huh. or written by a woman trying to like be sexy for a man. Like the way she self-rationalizes and the way she kind of frames her own thoughts and frames herself and her interactions with him seemed so disingenuous to me. It seemed like someone trying to write about someone else that they don't understand. I think I think that's kind of the point though is that the author saying this is what women have been um forced to become. You in think this that day it was age. written ironically. Yeah, they're pretty really? confident. Yeah. I hope you're mm. right because if not, I have so many pro- I have so many problems with it either way. I thought people's main takeaway was that yep, look at this. This is how women have to deal with bad sex and this is how women are forced to rationalize the shit that they have to deal with. I hope that's how what people took away from it because yeah. that was not what I took away from it at hmm. face value. What I took away from it as face at face value was like was like the most like anti-feminist kind of awful I don't know like she just makes excuses for his shitty behavior the whole time and then makes excuses for herself making excuses for his shitty behavior that's the Correct. entire story it's like you don't have to pretend to be this person like I and, and I understand that when you're 20 then maybe you do think you have to be that person yeah but it was like painful to read about that the way that she was like putting up with all this shit I don't did you think the male character was like a bad dude or just a typical dude or something I think in between? He was a typical dude, and she... mm-hmm. I don't know how to phrase this without without coming off as mm-hmm. like a who are you gonna offend? Like she was the problem in the story. That's what I was trying to ask. The way you that about, she, yeah. the way that she the way that it's written, she is the problem. She's the one who who like rationalizes and and makes all these steps that she doesn't want to do. Right, and that's and I where I get her. Mo- like, I don't understand her motive. Like, why was she doing all of this? Well, right. When it comes to the bad sex part, she thinks to herself, "Ooh, I want to get out of here, but I'd rather not deal with the uncomfortable issue of getting out of there and his reaction to it." And like, I understand that. So that I'm just going to sit here. I understand that that is it. often what happens. Like, you get to a like. In theory, like, you get to a point where it's like, well, I might as well just let this play out. And I I get that. But the way that it's written doesn't, the way that it's written does not, like, lend very well to, like, being sympathetic towards her. Well, yeah. You're supposed to ask the question after, like, like, if you don't say no, is it still consensual sex? It's the Aziz I'm sorry thing. I, see, if that story is true, she said no or she pushed him away. I feel like this one was slightly In this different. story, there was literally, she pushes him away, he says, don't worry, we'll go slow, and then they continue to have sex. Okay, there was some I'm not saying else. it's word for word, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, the, the, uh, I don't know, the me- the message behind it seems okay. similar. But the way that this one was written, it almost seemed like, that's what I was trying to say before, it almost seemed like it was written by a guy trying to mm-hmm. get into the head of a girl who was in this situation. Yeah. Like the, there was something weirdly detached or something non-emotional or something about it that I like had a lot of problems with the way it was written. Yeah. I think that all was all done on purpose. And I, oh my gosh. Mm. 
some quotes from it. Um, the last chance of enjoyment was gone, but she'd carry through with it anyways. Yeah. And she thought brightly, this is the worst decision I've ever made. Yeah, that line is odd. Um, so, yeah, I had issues with the way that was written. And I also had issues with how badly the sex parts were written. Was that intentional? Because uh, the small log of his erection... Yeah, and I don't know if he, I believe that that part was looked, intentionally he bad. He looked at her like a milk-drunk baby. Yeah, that part didn't make any sense. Like, it's... I've read... I get very frustrated with bad sex scenes in books and short stories and things like that. Okay. Because, like, there is, like, just try harder. Try harder Try reading. less is sometimes my Or try less, but, like, like, have you ever read a sex scene in anything before? Because I don't think so, by the way you've written this. Did you even reread it? Was it... <sighs> maybe it was supposed to seem super anti-sexual? Like, the fact that she wasn't, like, thinking of it in a sexy way? I think it was. You think a lot of this was intentional, and I think it was just really badly written. She may have just lucked into this, but it was taken as, like, like a huge... I don't know. It wasn't really connected to Me Too, Time's Up kind of stuff, but she just kind of capitalized it on it, I guess. Did and she, though? I don't... She got, like, a $300,000 book deal for a novel she just had that an idea for. That makes me want to die. Hmm. It was all takes. so badly written, though. I understand. Like, I understand what you're saying is that if it was meant to be kind of tongue in cheek of this is what goes through women's heads, whatever, maybe. But like, it was so poorly written that did not come across to me at all. And mm. I have a a challenging history. I'm a former New Yorker subscriber two times over. I've quit both times. Never going back. And a lot of it is due to the fiction, because that was the one part of the magazine that I would usually start with or flip to, you know, early in the week, counting on being able to get invested or interested in a short piece of fiction. And week in, week out, they were just awful in all different ways. Are you familiar with My Immortal, the Harry Potter fan fiction? No. There is this fan fiction, but like back in the day... Harry Potter fan fiction, like when I was in high school, probably. Yeah. That is like so badly written that it was, it like still has been debated about like, was it intentionally this bad mm -hmm. or was this just some 12 year old who was doing her best to write a story and it got taken as satire? Yeah. There still is not an answer, I don't think. But that's what I feel like the debate we're having right, right now is. Like, was this yeah. honestly someone's best attempt at getting inside a woman's head when she's dating a guy that she's, like, maybe not super attracted to but kind of wants to see where it goes and whatever? Or was this meant to be, like, a tongue-in-cheek take on all of this victim-blaming or yeah. whatever? And I, I want to believe you that it was meant to be, like, an ironic take on it. And yeah. I just... It was so badly written that I would like to think that someone who had the skill to make it like ironic or a satire would have the skill to write it better than that. Right. And I'm telling you just from reading the last 12 months of the short stories that show up in that magazine, they're all so overwritten and clever authors trying to out-clever themselves that that but kind of lines up. this was clumsy. This was not clever trying to out-clever. It was, it was clumsy. Like... Like I was saying, like the tenses were bad, the mm. metaphors were bad. Like if it was meant to be this this like commentary, yeah. Why wasn't it better written? And because it was so poorly written, that makes me think that it, um, I should I should just read it as face value. Yeah, I think your reaction is perfectly 
perfectly fair. And that's partially what interested me in the whole kind of excitement over the story because you had a lot of people reading a New Yorker short fiction piece who wouldn't normally, and it was interesting to see the reaction. And I know it's like too late, so I can't even go back and find the reaction pieces at this point maybe, but I just don't, I can't. I was expecting something very different. Yeah. Based on what, like the comments and just. I assumed it was about a fat Twitter. woman when I saw the, the title of the story. I assumed the female was the cat person and she was fat. And see, that is the one part that intrigues me, is that it was called cat person and it's challenging your expectations. That Correct. You're so that's fat woman the biggest cats. clue to me that it is all. Um, that's the only done clue by to design. Me. The only clue yeah. to me. Yep. But how good okay. of a writer do you have to be to write that badly? Well, that's or why they it, gave her a book deal because like, they're saying... Or is it like Murph... Like, um... Uh, shit, what's it called? Murphy's Law? What are you no, trying to say? the easiest answer is the answer. Occam's Razor? Yes. Is mm -hmm. it Occam's Razor? The easiest answer is that she's just a bad writer. Right. But I'm sure the editors of The New Yorker would say it's hard to write that poorly. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to continue my role as facilitator because we're doing something rare on this podcast. We're reviewing one episode of a television show. 60 because minutes. I couldn't stomach more 42 it. minutes, probably. Because that was all I could deal with. You hate watched it from beginning to end. I you, did. You hate DVR'd it. I did. You said, record that, record that. I'm going to hate watch that. Yeah, and I was correct, though. What are we talking about? Talking about Rise. Rise! Did it have a theme song or anything? Oh, God, I don't think Never so. Never thought I would miss Glee. I missed Glee while watching this show. This was the depressed version of Glee. This was Glee filmed with a gray and brown Instagram filter. Well, it's this Parenthood. Was... You never watched Parenthood on NBC, but no. it's Parenthood this... in the form of Glee. What I thought it was was Friday Night Lights mm, Glee. No, no yeah. but the, the cam... Okay, take the camera guy from Friday Night Lights Correct. and have him do Glee. Yeah. Because it was like shaky camera angles and sad, like, depressed old buildings. Yeah, in a high school, yeah. I don't even know where to start with this. So, so what's the setup? Remind us. I watched it a few have weeks you ago seen with Glee? you. Yeah. That's the same setup. So word for word, same setup. So you have a male Struggling teacher. Struggling drama department. Yeah. White male teacher who has no fulfillment in his life and doesn't give a shit about his family. Right. And wants to take over for somebody else just because he's a white dude and he thinks he can do better because he's white. That checks out. Yeah. And um, white dude, uh, one of my comments is five minutes in and the white dude's already rapping. That happened, yeah. Hamilton um, got, Lin-Manuel sold out. Well, how much money did he get for getting that? The budget, probably the entire budget of the first episode was just for that, those Hamilton rights. <sighs> um, I just, like, football player with hidden depths. Yep. Like, girl who wants to be a star but has family drama. The gay character who's not accepted by his family. Oh, my God. Um, I have a list of bingo squares. Yeah. We should have played bingo with this. Yeah. Um, athlete, mom in wheelchair, Down syndrome sister. <laughs> Foster kid living at school, closeted gay Sleeping kid with religious at school. parents, poor waitressing, unsupportive mom. Yep, that one. Trans was there. character. Yep. Yeah, whole fucking bingo board. Um, my biggest issue with it, and I know that people have pointed this out. This is based Rise. on a true story. Rises. Yes. Based on a true Every story. Every element of it. Most of it. 
Hmm. Um, the white man did save drama? Uh, he was gay in the original one, and they retconned it to make him uh, straight with a wife. Got it. Because that makes it more relatable? I, I don't know. Because there's not enough of Mr. Fucking Schuster already episodes. Well, yeah, the main, the, the How I Met Your Mother guys was, was like the worst part of it. Like his, his interaction Unlikeable with his family and the children. And they're like, we have no money. He's like, I just brought a random kid home. We now have to feed and bathe and clothe. Like at least they tried to make Mr. Shoe likable and it just failed. Mm, yeah. Like a little bit. Like the only times I liked him was when his life was terrible and you felt Right. A I was going to say he only became likable when his wife became so just psychotic that you were like, wow, I feel like, bad for Yeah, him. they had to, it was like, just out of sympathy. They had to make the wife extreme and unlikable in order to, like, make him look likable in comparison. Correct. This show, Rise, the teacher was just unlikable immediately. Yeah. The first scene is him going, guys, who's the protagonist of Grapes of Wrath? Guys, nobody. <laughs> Grapes of Wrath, nobody. It's like, Grapes of Wrath is a terrible fucking book to begin with. <laughs> and then, the, you think the best way of teaching that is just to go, someone lists the protagonist to me like did he go to did he go to teaching school does he have an english degree at all i don't understand i don't know you only let me watch episode one i'm sure there's a lot of twists also there's not a lot of twists he takes a job from a um a black woman yes yeah a female person of color what was the deal because he took like three thousand dollars less for the extra job he went and asked for it and got it even though he's unqualified for it like every fucking white dude in history the he doesn't ask his wife about the new job at all Mm-mm. he just takes the new job and he then there's a student who's getting a 40 7 percent on a test and he says he'll rip it up if that student joins the fucking drama <laughs> club he's the worst teacher of all time he's also a terrible father as you mentioned he yeah. finds a bottle of alcohol in his son's room oh, and yeah. says well, i'm signing you up for aa yeah. The end. Like, no I conversation. about the drunk son. Yeah. No conversation. You don't even see the son on screen. No conversation. <laughs> no asking him what it is. Just, you're going to AA. <laughs> what the fuck? How is that the reaction for a 16-year-old with a bottle of alcohol? Whew. Um, and, like, I think the total number of, like, dialogue, lines of dialogue in the, in the, sh- in the mm-hmm. first episode was, like, 10 lines of dialogue. Like, you immediately like the teacher because apparently he says, don't act, be yourself, mm-hmm. to the football player, and then he's just magically better, and then there's just this montage of everyone happily dancing. Yeah. And, like, they just switch the show they're doing, like, three different times. Like, you can just switch in the middle of the semester and decide you're doing a different show. And then... And they got the rights to Spring Awakening. I know that annoyed you. Or did they? He doesn't even know about copyright probably. Again, just that's probably it off the episode strips. 11 is they the copyright lawyers come after well, him. Well, the whole first uh, episode could have been the whole first season. Yeah. Like, because he, he joins the drama club and then the other teacher tries to get the drama club yeah. back and then they come to a weird truce yeah. and then he leaves the drama club. The football club. player has his whole arc the too where he sticks with football with the then does both. the wheelchair and then the football coach. Like all of these things that could have been like a whole episode were like one scene with three lines of dialogue. Yeah. So not Mr. Shu like leaves and then to solve that like arson is the answer apparently. Like one of my notes is arson seems a bit aggressive. Yeah. Because they just burn up all the costumes for Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> and like this is not even a major scene. This is like a, a cut scene. It's like a clip. Yeah. They're burning up the things and he comes show back. Bonding. And then they all start yeah. singing Spring Awakening like while doing a kumbaya around like the, the flammable costumes. What? All that money that they've burned. And there's no money, so they're burning costumes? That doesn't even make sense. 
So we're definitely going to have to, The football hmm. player, like, who has, like, one conversation with his mom about acting and how he feels something when he acts, all of a sudden Mm -hmm. he's, like, giving up football? Yeah. Like, threatening to give up football to act? It doesn't make any sense. And then, like, the the thing, the promo for the next episode... Oh, did we watch that? ...was, like, there's some sort of, like love triangle there's a gay romance but one of them's closeted and one of them's like the foster kid who was homeless Mm -hmm. and then like the football player gets benched even though they were just saying that they couldn't win without him so he would never get benched and that's all see that's all episode two i can't we're gonna have to watch the season finale it's and see if we can piece together what happened like my only hope would be that they, like, would try to skip all of this beginning stuff so they could actually, like, get into, like, more storylines and whatever. But, like, you don't even care about the characters at all. They each have, like, two lines. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, how can I summarize this character and it's like, I'm going to have her have a two-line fight with her mom and then you're just supposed to immediately sympathize with her and I'm going to have him talk to his mom in a wheelchair with no contacts and immediately you sympathize with him and then, oh, there's a homeless kid. Like, what? How many? I don't know. It was just so poorly done. I'm not gonna. And why? Hmm. Why does it exist? I'm not gonna try to defend it really, but since you did bring up Friday Night Lights, I think season one we didn't feel much attachment to a lot of the characters, and I think they did similar things. Where like you're gonna care about Tim Riggins because he's a little bit of an alcoholic and has a rough family life, and you're like, I'm never gonna care about Tim Riggins. And two years later, you're like, Oh my god, Tim! But that took a whole season to do it. This yeah. felt like like the first. I know pilots are always bad because you have to convince that you can tell a whole story. Convince yeah. to tell a whole story. But like, there's ways to like give snippets of of characters and snippets of a situation without trying to shove a full season's worth of content into one episode. Mm-hmm. Like it almost felt like you know when you start watching season two, it's like what happened on season one. That's what like the episode felt like was like a whole season. Like the like the. Uh, spark notes of it mm-hmm. shoved into like, one episode and it just never ended it was just like how many more storylines and characters are they going to shove into this 142 minute network show for me it was also affected by what musical they ended up doing because i have no connection or passion for spring awakening what they should have done is gotten the full rights to hamilton and just made it a season-long hamilton mixtape well, the point I of, might have stuck around for the that. The point of Spring Awakening is that the super unsubtle uh, teacher mm-hmm. is shoving these characters into these roles to make them come out. Right. Like he, like the, the he shoves like the closeted gay kid into the role of like like the closeted gay kid. Yeah. In the in the musical. Right. And run right on the nose. Yeah, like two on the nose, like dude. <sighs> Okay. It's not for you, as we've learned to say. Not for anybody. Nobody should watch it. Is it still on right now? I don't know. This podcast, Hmm. the title of this specific podcast should be Please Don't don't Look at Any of These Things We're Talking About. I don't want anyone else to read (laughs) Cat Person, and I don't even want to know who the author is, and I don't want anyone to watch Rise. Like, don't even hate watch it. Don't even hate read that article. Just don't do (sighs) it. Let's see if the AV Club is still reviewing it. Oh my god. If it's still on. Yeah, they still got episodes. C minus C, C. It's not going great. What's the, what was the, what did they give the pilot? Um, a C, it looks like. 
No, it's the one before that. That one says before pre-air, but either way. So a C. Yeah. Disappointing. It may have gotten canceled. There's only five reviews here. Or maybe they stopped. It only started a few weeks ago. Okay. It feels like years ago. Oh, there in this <laughs> promo picture, they all have red Solo cups, so there's going to be more alcohol storylines. Great. Blame it on the... Uh, what was the one before that? It was like, Rise can't figure out... Yeah. It can't mm. figure out how to mitigate its biggest problem. So it's not getting any better. No. What you were saying, I don't think doesn't elevate the cliches. It hurts more than it helps. Okay, you're Too vindicated. You win. Tragedies lead to a disappointing rise. You win. Yeah. It's I knew it was going to be bad immediately. Yeah. How Glee was not like Glee was bad at its worst, but how it wasn't like it could have been so much worse. That's what this show is telling me. True. That's what I meant when I said I miss Glee. It I just I was so more thankful worse. for Glee that yeah. Exactly. Like, the first couple seasons of Glee worked because they, like, were aware of their own ridiculousness. Yeah. And then as the seasons went on, as we saw from that Ryan Murphy podcast that, like, vindicated me, vindicated my feelings a little bit. Yeah. Like, he admits that he ruined it by kind of, like, getting too big of a head about it and trying to do too many things, like, forgetting about the characters. Correct. But, like, it just accepted that it was ridiculous and was decently self-aware enough the first couple seasons mm -hmm. that it was watchable. This was not. Mm -hmm. This was not. Okay. Not watchable. I think I think you got everything out. Can I add one more thing about the New Yorker stuff? Sure. From before. You told me to read that Do Not Diaz one. Mm-hmm. And I said I didn't What's watch your it. What's your hot take? Child abuse. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say there's a hot take on it because it was a very serious yeah. real life article. But I just wanted to point out the contrast between something that's very honest Mm -hmm. and how it feels to read that and something that felt as fake and awful as that cat person one. But you love reading fiction. You hate reading nonfiction. I I hate Junot Diaz's book that I've read. Mm -hmm. But I thought that article was very brave and very, um, very well written and very impactful because it was so honest and so emotional. You're and welcome. I'm glad I told you to read it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't want to talk about my feelings about it because that's not that's not the point I don't think mm -hmm. um, but I was very impressed by how honest and, and real that was and especially because I read that after reading Cat Person because I had both mm -hmm. of them saved up for this podcast like it was just shocking the difference between them yeah and I know always... I know it's apples to oranges like I know they're not meant to be the same thing <clears throat> but yeah if you're going to read a New Yorker article have mm. to be that one okay we're going to wrap things up here. Do you have any outgoing stuff? Yeah. Outgoing, upcoming? How to Train Your Dragon 3. Okay. The world. Okay. I'm excited for it. It's next March, so it's a while away still. Is Toothless still alive? I think so. Is the dad still alive? Stop. You know I cried so hard in How to Train Your Dragon 2. And the other, the trailer that I just watched, Dovey Diggs, Thomas Jefferson. From Hamilton? Yeah. Oh, I know what I miss. Um, blind spotting? Have you seen anything about blind spotting? No. It looks like exactly the kind of movie that I wouldn't normally want to watch. I'm intrigued. Um, it was. It's about this guy in his old neighborhood who's trying to like make it through his parole period, um, and his best friend's kind of dragging him a little bit into a world that he could get potentially in trouble for okay in terms of like drugs and guns and things like that and then he sees 
a black guy get like shot out of nowhere by a white cop and kind of like goes into this like spiral of just like trying to like of like self-preservation like trying to get himself back on the right track without alienating like the people that he grew up with and people in his neighborhood mm-hmm this is this a show or a movie, a movie or what? Okay. And it stars Divi Diggs. Um, but it looks like just the trailers really got me. It's breathtaking trailers. Like, mm-hmm. I was really into it and it was really intense. Okay. And Divi Diggs looks fucking amazing in it. Um, so I kind of want to see it, even though it's probably going to scare me. That's okay. Um, the weirdest thing about it, though, was that I saw it on um, EW, like Entertainment Weekly, on their Twitter, and it said Buddy Comedy. Was that a typo? Like, I didn't read the actual article that closely, but, like, the article seems to take it very seriously and talk about how it's really relevant and W. Diggs has this amazing acting performance. So it's got to just be their social media intern mm-hmm. who watched, like, the first 30 seconds of the trailer and was like, it's a buddy comedy? Yeah. Real weird that they called it a buddy weird. comedy, though, because it's, like, a very serious, like, social commentary. It's not a buddy comedy. But anyways, I was interested in that. Okay. Did you have one? I have one, yes. Go for it. Leslie Jones getting her first starring role in a feature film. Okay. Because Mr. Lorne Michaels is getting back into movie producing. Okay. Jones will star opposite Colin Jost <laughs> in a movie called Baby Nurse. Does, does he um, only do baby movies? Wasn't Baby Mama with uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler? It seems like it, yeah. Uh, Leslie Jones will play a special agent assigned to the most humbling undercover role in the history of the FBI. So the AV Club asks, is she a nurse for a baby? A baby who's a nurse? Or is this a sequel to Baby Driver? We don't know. I assumed that Colin was the baby and she's his nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we'll see. Leslie Jones is very, very funny. She's not great at reading cue cards still, which isn't an issue in movies, so that's why I'm... She's much funnier, I'm okay like, with the cuff, though, like, on yeah, the yeah. than she is, like, with right. a script. So, we'll see. Yeah. So, that's mine. All right. So you said you had two. I named two. Which was the other one? How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Blind Spotting. Got it. I think it's bedtime. It's bedtime already? Um, thanks for listening. We will be podcasting next week live from inside of live Hamilton, I assume. It's Saturday night. No, no we're going to be in Chicago. We can't podcast from inside the theater. Do you I'm going to do theater it. Etiquette? I'm going to do it. Stop. Our phones have to be off and away. Okay. We'll maybe podcast with a review of Hamilton in Chicago. And Stars on Ice. And Stars on Ice. Yep. In Wrigley Field. I'm so excited for Wrigley Field. Okay. Thanks we'll for listening. Then. As usual, check out our Twitter. I'll try and post some of the links, except not to the show or the article that we talked about, because I don't want anyone to read them or watch them. Right. But I'll post some of the links to the news articles that we talked about. So that's at DD Get Down if you want to check us out there. Follow it. Oh my gosh. Follow it. Um, write us a review. Like, share us with your friends, maybe. You click the heart button on occasion. Wouldn't, wouldn't kill you. Share us with your friends if you like it. Give us some reviews. Give us some downloads. And thanks for listening. We love you guys. Okay, bye. Bye. You gotta get down with the get down. Well now, get down, get down, earth, get down, get down, earth, get down, Maybe we can talk our neighbors into doing the same thing. Get down, get down, get down, get down.